Welcome to ISA's ArborViews podcast, a series bringing you conversations with researchers and tree care experts about current issues in arboriculture. I'm Bob Polumsky, your host on this episode of ArborViews. Dr. Struve has degrees from the University of Wisconsin, Rutgers, and North Carolina State University. He's taught and conducted research at The Ohio State University since 1981, where he teaches nursery management and plant propagation courses. His research interests include transplanting and transplant establishment, plant mineral nutrition, and developing container production systems for woody plants that minimize transplant shock. Today we'll be talking about a sustainable tree production method that he had developed. Hello Dan, thank you so much for joining us today on Arbor Views. Thank you for the invitation. Well Dan, let's, let's just go cut to the chase here. How did you come up with this idea of this sustainable tree production method? Well, I wouldn't call it sustainable just yet because it's in, in development, but uh, it grew out over a series, well, basically 30 years worth of experience of trying to get difficult trees, difficult to transplant trees established, well, produced in the nursery and established in the landscape. And we worked with um, copper-treated containers and other methods, and this is an outgrowth of that. What it consists of is taking a non-absorbent polyester fabric and lining the inside of a wire basket with that, essentially creating a container. The plant then is uh, planted into that uh, and grown as you would any other uh, container plant. The top, so what it looks like is a bald and burlap tree inside of a white uh, a fabric uh, covering. Uh, it has the ad advantages of using less uh, oil in the making of the uh, product, so it's sustainable in that uh, way. It does not require herbicide applications, so it's sustainable in that method. But whether it's economically sustainable, I think it is. Uh, ecologically sustainable, I think it is. But whether it's socially sustainable, that, we, that meaning accepted by the industry, that is yet to be de determined because it's a, it's a new, new process. And you said earlier that this is for species that are difficult to transplant, and you have done a wonderful review paper on transplant shock. Mm -hmm. And my whole understanding of the whole tree establishment process is typically uh, you have to work through this transplant shock period. The first year the tree sleeps, it creeps, and then finally it leaps. Right. Uh, what kind of species are you looking at with regard to this tree production method you just described to me? Uh, as a group, I call them root investor species. Uh, in examples would be uh, hickories, black walnuts, uh, buckeyes, a lot of the oaks put proportionally more of their photosynthate into the root system than they do into the shoot system. Uh, most of our uh, landscape, most of the plants grown in nurseries respond to fertilizer by increasing shoot growth proportionally more than they do root growth. Root investor species, you can apply additional rates of fertilizer, and all they do is they would grow the same whether the fertilizer was there or not. Uh, and then again, they have a, so the shoot growth is slow, but they have uh, a significant investment in resources below ground. Um, I tell the story of, my, I gave my neighbors an Ohio buckeye, and they made fun of me for three years. They called it my buckeye stick. Uh, and it grew six inches one year, the next year maybe nine, and next year uh, uh, three foot, or I mean, excuse me, next year 18 inches, and it still hadn't produced a branch yet. Well, the fourth year it grew about uh, three foot and produced branches, 
And so that's an example of what I would call the root investor. Until they get this critical biomass in the root system, uh, they don't produce rapid shoot growth. And what's really neat, I think, about this is that you're looking at species with this whole movement toward Native American species uh, that I think for a time has challenged the industry, the whole production side of things. Right. So you're looking specifically at these species. I love the term root investor, explaining that to uh, a consumer as well, that, hey, you need to be patient. Uh, but uh, what I have to also know with regard to your production method, uh, it produces healthier stock, but, but why did you have to invest uh, in this, this kind of technique for these root investors? What is it about these root investors that well, lend the, themselves to this? The other aspect of that is those species tend to have coarse root systems. Thus, when they're dug from the uh, field, uh, bald and burlapped, there are very few intact root tips. Intact root tips, in order to regenerate a root, it's a very, it's a, a temperamental process that's greatly affected by environmental conditions. And it's probably the most, what, uh, critical part of, of the transplanting process. Those species that have intact root tips, as a fibrous species would have, uh, all those root tips need to regenerate is adequate soil moisture and soil temperature and they will regenerate rapidly, in some cases within three to five, seven days of transplanting. Um, the coarse-rooted species that has to regenerate a new root tip adventitiously, it might take it, well, in one greenhouse study, it took it 42 days to, to produce roots from the pruned root surface. So I understand with this particular process, the tree, if we could speak probably anthropomorphically, doesn't know yeah. that it's actually being moved uh, in these containers because in that particular environment the roots remain intact mm -hmm. but also makes one think about the whole idea of the whole stem girdling root issue. How can we avoid that in this particular system? Ah. Uh, good question. The, the, the short answer is you can't. Uh, I, will, I will describe the system. The way this uh, sustainable system works is that if you do the initial propagation phase correctly, whether that's a rooted cutting or a seedling, if that is done correctly, you should not get any root malformations until the end of the production cycle. At that point, those root malformations will occur at this, the container wall substrate interface, which can, they can be seen and corrected. My point is that I don't think there's any containers production system that doesn't result in root malformation. It's just a matter of whether you can identify it and correct it. And I think that's a brilliant point that you made, is being able to see those defects and being able to correct them. Right. And now we're wondering from an arborist perspective, uh, do you think it would be in the near future when arborists could actually s or, or encourage nurseries to uh, grow plants in this production method. I know you said it's still in its uh, infancy stages here, but do you think perhaps in the near future that this this sustainable tree production method could be something that arborists would want to seek out? Not only these Native American species, but actually specifically state we want them growing. And I'll just give you this one in the STP method by Dr. Struve. Yeah. Um, well, if an arborist was vertically vertically integrated with a, um, a nursery so they grew their own plant material, they could do this tomorrow. So it, 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 but it's a matter of nursery industries are slow to innovate. I mean, they have a, an extensive investment in 
production practices that work for them, and before they change, they have to be absolutely sure that it, it's going to work. But if you're a new uh, nursery producer and you want to get into it right away, there's not, there is no barrier stopping you right now. Now tell me, uh, it's, it's really interesting for you and I to talk about this, uh, but we can't see anything. Mm -hmm. And for those people listening to Arborview, they would like more information on this particular method. Uh, can, can you give us an idea of what kind of sources are available to them? Uh, geez, I don't know. Um, the, there's nothing, it's all off-the-shelf material. You get a wire basket from a wire basket manufacturer, and the material I'm using is uh, one ounce per square foot quilt batting. And so if you know somebody that likes to make quilts, go down to quilts, uh, well, Joanne Fabrics, we're not doing a, a plug here for anybody, but any fabric store, they will have quilt batting. Get yourself a four by four sheet and uh, you can be in the container production business. Well, that sounds just really terrific. And I imagine as well, uh, they can visit the Ohio State University web website uh, in the Department of Horticulture Crop Science to learn more about this. Uh, yeah, now that you've mentioned that, I'll have to do that. <laughs> so, yes. Well, uh, Dr. Struve, it's been a pleasure having you on Arbor Views today. I've been speaking to Dr. Dan Struve. He is a professor in the Department of Horticulture and Crop Science at The Ohio State University. We were talking about his sustainable tree production method.